This podcast may contain crucial language, will contain spoilers, and is more underprepared than usual. Everybody and welcome to episode 173 of Movie Drone. I'm going on a summer holiday, Steve. On oh, my next day off is the 27th of December, Mark. <laughs> Worked it out, mate. Worked it out. Um, did the calendar thing. When our next day will we haven't got anything on 27th oh, of December. Is it? So it's lovely to hear you're due to go on holiday. <laughs> I'm really, really pleased for is you. Is that uh, like things like Christmas stuff that you're arranging to do? Well, we've got so. three birthdays in between Christmas. Right. So you have to do meals and stuff for them, right. don't you? We've got another meal, not that fussed about. Um, and then other bits and pieces. <laughs> Can't you just say no like I do? Just say no. Well, no, you insisted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't mean on that one. All right. <laughs> I don't think Jill will let you say, just say no to the other stuff. Just say yeah, no, I'd Mark. like to. And in fairness, it's a little bit of well, I me mean, rapping is one day, just a whole day of rapping. I mean, fucking <laughs> terrific. Um, I and, mean, there's quite a pile of a pile of things. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. Got to do that, and then I've got building stuff to sort out. I've got. I've, I was thought, oh, I got lay in Saturday. No, our scaffolders are coming at eight o'clock at night, so I've got to get up, sort out, clear up for them before. Mm. My life, mate. My life. You wouldn't want it. Get the violin out. Yeah, you wouldn't want it. I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you been up to then, mate? Oh, I've, I've been celebrating being number one, mate. A chart topper. Chart <laughs> topper. Senegal. Shout out to Senegal. Are you, is that where you're going? Yeah. Oh, it is. A bit weird, isn't it, that two weeks ago we said the word Senegal and yeah. suddenly we're like top of the charts. So oh, we were number one. We went straight in at number, number one. Number one in two so, charts. Yeah. And. Um, Two episodes in there. So lucky. I might be the guest. Yeah. Ryan, the two Halloween episodes yeah. are right higher in the charts. They've been number one in Senegal, which means we've been number one in Senegal. It's very weird. Is I there an algorithm going This is what I don't understand, see, whether or not people actually have listened to it or whether they just downloaded two or what. So I thought if we mentioned Peru, yeah. Peru, Peru, <laughs> um, if we mentioned Peru enough, it's like talking about Peru, would yeah. we get to the top of the charts in Peru? I don't know. Is there some sort of weird Peruvian... <laughs> thing that would get us up there well in peru in peru yeah. Uh, yeah yeah maybe maybe i mean we could go for all the countries yeah for the next couple of hours yeah <laughs> let's do the small ones that way <laughs> ghana we love ghana ghana we've done ghana yeah peru. i'm gonna do sudan i think they've yeah. got a bit on right. at the moment belize would be a good one for okay. me all right Bless um, you, bless you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a good idea. Good yeah. idea, that, mate. Yeah, well, let's see how well we do in Peru. Yeah. Um, roof tiles, mate. I've had success with my roof tiles. <laughs> Roofer was like, can't get roof tiles, 200 day lead time. Sorry, I'm thinking I've got to get this thing weatherproof by Christmas. Right. Leave it with me. Fucking scored them, didn't I? Did you? Come in Friday. Well, they say they're coming Friday, mate. Off the back of a lorry? No, no. Well, Gypsy technically, Dave. technically Dave. off the back of a lorry, yeah. Because... <laughs> Gypsy Dave. That's generally how they deliver building supplies, but... It's Gypsy Dave, definitely. I've got them, mate. Anyone want some links for some roof tiles? Conquer roof tiles, if you're after the concrete ones, let me know. Source some. Um, I nearly got murdered, mate. 
Now this is this I is nearly got murdered. Um, so I was doing our Sunday jobs. You know the exciting Sunday jobs you have to do. I mean, you probably don't, but boring shit. Basically. You go shopping, you come back. Right. I have to clean the rabbit out. I have to pin it down, cut his teeth, all stuff like that, <laughs> right? Um, it's molting. It molts everywhere. So she's like, well, I'll put the shop in array. Are you for up? I was like, yeah. I was in a good mood, mate. So I was whistling. Right. Whistling a song. Um, I don't know if you know the pack up my troubles in my old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. <laughs> whistling away I was. Apparently I must have been doing it for about seven or eight minutes, the same tune, and was met with her at the bottom of the stairs with a red face. <laughs> and I thought she was going to kill me. Right. Oh, Apparently it was quite annoying and she had been shouting at me to shut up. Oh. Well, I couldn't hear her over the whistling <laughs> in the hoover, mate. <laughs> yeah, quite noisy down yeah. there. Uh, I thought you had like an electric problem with the Hoover then. I thought no. that's what it was going to be. Don't talk to me about electric problems, mate. Oh, okay. Electric cars, pile of shit. They really? are. Yeah. What? If I get to work tomorrow, it'd be a miracle. Have you not charged it yet? Yes, mate. But um, I don't know what yours is. Mine is not rapid charge enabled. Um, half of the charging points in Sittingbourne don't work. I've got several different apps. Um, and then I went to put some charge in it the other day. Um, and it takes five hours to charge this thing. I sat there for an hour and a half. Got a quarter of a tank in it, a quarter of a tank of battery, and then notice a sign that says if you're there for longer than two hours, you'll get a fine. Right. Terrific. We're, we're well enabled for all this, mate. 2030, <laughs> bring on the cars. You should have popped it around mine, mate. Why don't you use your, your electric? Why not? Nah, I wouldn't do that to you. Just yeah. throw me a couple of quid, yeah. throw it in a pot. You know I mean? Yeah, a couple of shekels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you're, you're sack of shit, mate. That'll be going. But um, plan is we've got it for two months, I think. Plan is tomorrow get parked up in a corner and then in two months we'll take it back. As your week been, mate? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I saw my first outside Christmas lights. So, what? <laughs> Someone's got some outside Christmas lights. Are they debris from previous? Th- Are you sure they're not just these clear ones that give atmosphere? Nope. They're Christmas lights. It was like a star of whatever. Was it Star of David? Yeah, something thing? like that. And something else. Star of Beverly M? I don't know, whatever. And, yeah. uh, yeah, and it's on the outside of the house, all flashing and that, flashing and lighting up. Weird, isn't it? Bring me air rifle around, mate, shall I? <laughs> it could do, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've got me cracking nuts. Oh, cracking nuts. So that's Brazil good. nuts are back in them, are they? I've got Brazil nuts. Yeah. Right? Have you ever eaten an off one? No. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it, right? Cause I, Bitter? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I had one. Yeah, and it was like, um, it come out, and it's like, looked like a little bit dark. I yeah. thought, it's like, not too bad, yeah. you know what I mean? I'll have that. It actually tastes like dog shit. Really? Yeah. Your reference to that point is what? <laughs> dog shit. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, no word of a lie. I actually got to go and wash my mouth out. You sure Jill hadn't put one of Ralphie's dry ones in there? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I was quite excited Brazil nuts were back. We haven't no, had them for I'd a few years. I'd be careful, mate. It's like a roulette in my house at the moment. Yeah. You either get the dog shit one. Or a good one. I like cracking nuts once a year and then the rest of them go in the bin. <laughs> Most of them go in the bin. Yeah, but trying to get the hazelnut <laughs> show out of your teeth. and Fun, isn't it, Christmas? Oh, love it. Love it, mate. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right, that's me. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay, then, mate. Yeah. You got any thanks? Not many, mate. People didn't like last week's episode. Did they not? No, apparently not. People didn't like it. So I've got a few, but we've got thanks to Soundtrack Your Life. 
Bring on the Weird Podcast HQ. What should we watch? St Paul's Film Cast, Spoiler Piece Theatre, Little Nick, Right Stuff Reviews, Nerdrover, Tim, Forza Crowd, Mike, Mike and Oscar and Jamie Irwin. Okay. Still a few, but you know, I've got plenty of room left on the page. Well, all the special ones. There's some special yeah. ones there, aren't there? Thank you very much to everyone for their retweets on Twitter. So I've got some special thanks this week for people who have gone the extra mile. So I've got Jill, Cassie, Jamie Russell, Glyn, Sean Panda Nicholson, Emma at the Movies, LJ Human. Ryan, Ben and Paul from Filmbusters, Ian McIntyre and Mr. Positivity and Eric from WTM. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much, everybody. Got promo, mate? Yeah. In a world of video stores and late fees, when movies ain't what they used to be, one podcast will change the world. They will embark on a journey to look at the good and bad movies from the golden era of home video. And things are about to get nostalgic. The VHS will rise and screaming will fall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, this has got to be the worst promo I have ever heard. No, it isn't. If you're going down the route of the video trailer, man, Dave, I want a training montage. Coming soon on a podcast near you. If you listen to one podcast this week, then you're probably listening to Joe Rogan. But if you've exhausted all of the podcasts, then the VHS Strikes Back is one to try. There we go. So that's our friends Chris and Dave on the VHS Strikes Back podcast. So their new episode is yep. Enemy Mine. Have you ever seen that? No. That's nostalgic for me. It's nostalgic for me. I, I loved Enemy Mine when I okay. was younger. Can't remember exactly who it had in it. Um, Dennis Quaid or someone, I think. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's about, like, a, him he gets stranded on a planet with an mm. alien. And it's, like, one of the first... An alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of, the, like, the first films that really showed me a bit of, like, prejudice and stuff. Okay. I think there's a message behind that. And uh, I really like Enemy Mine. I have to check that out. I watched it again recently. It's quite old now, yeah. I don't think it carries uh, massively into into the 2020s, Mm. but but fantastic. I might check it out, mate. I would, mate. And Mm. the episode. Check out the episode as well. What one first? What one first? Podcast episode, probably. Right, see if I'm going to like it. Yeah. Okay, I'm on it. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Go on then, mate. Welcome to the Mark reads some film lines in some similar voices and Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points game. Hashtag what's that film? There we go. So this is your quiz. It uh, is. What's that film? Best quiz in the world. Who got five? Quite a few, mate. Quite a few. Really? Miles got four. All right. Paul got four but he said we'd be six last week that he'd take a point off of that emma got five mate glyn got five jamie got five lj got five and dennis got five dennis though mate calling out Maisie for the week before he's not convinced she got five i'm just saying i don't want to start any nastiness around people but if you're going to pull people out put it in an email i will help you Dennis, I thought you was better than that. Uh-huh. Oh, Leave Maisie alone. I'm sure, I've never met her. I'm sure she's lovely. Is she lovely? She's all right. She's all right. She's nice. nice one, mate. No, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <Tough> crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick up for you, Maisie. They're all nice people. Yeah. I'm sure that you're just down in the pot. 
All right. All right. Okay. I'm not stirring nothing, mate. Okay. Do you right. think Maisie's all right? Who do you prefer, Maisie or Dennis? Fuck off. <laughs> so Jill got, uh, we haven't, she ain't listened. She's been yeah. off this week. She only listens when she's at work. Yeah. So uh, she couldn't be bothered. So she'll have flight. She'll be off next week as well. I'm assuming you're going away together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she'll have three weeks to catch up on. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, what so, a day it's going to be for her. <laughs> Best day of her life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay then, mate. Yeah. Well, what, what did I get? Oh, like I one know. or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think okay. you even was confused at one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you got for me this week, mate? I've got a change of rules this week, mate. Okay. Little, little, well, it's not really a change of rules. I can bend them how much like. It's my game. No specifics this week, mate. This is from a series of films. Right, okay. I don't need a specific one. Just the name of a series. Okay. I'm not that familiar with them, so I couldn't go through it all. But here we go. Five points then, mate. What's that film? That's why they call it The Jungle, sweetheart. Uh, oh, mate. No, go on. No. Four points then, mate. What's that film? We do not follow maps to bury treasure, and X never, ever marks a spot. Uh... Yay! Yay! Well done, mate. God, there we go, mate. There yeah. we go. Good, eh? Yeah. Good, good for me. Good fair play. At least, in the game, at least I've picked some that maybe people are know. But here we go. Then three points. What's that film? Jock, start the engine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you can nod at me if you recognise any of them. Oh, I mean, I know them all, mate. I yeah. know them all, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what films they're all from, yeah? Of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. All right, yeah. Two points then, mate. What's that film? Fame and glory, kid. Fame and glory. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, you've gone for some quite hard ones, if I'm honest. Do you think? Yep. Well, according to Google, these were the top five ones no, or something. No worries. For one point then, for everyone else, what's that film? Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> there we go. And there's your money shot yep. for the uh, for the last one. Well done, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, making that a little bit more Stevie friendly. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> An adult film. Yeah. <laughs> See me. <laughs> there we go so uh, if you do know what it is or you think you know what it is please yeah. DM us with your guess and how yeah. many you think you got it on please okay moving on yes this is Mark's mail set okay then mate so I think we I don't know I've seen a couple come in I don't know I think, I think there's one or two floating around I've been touting us out have you? yeah on, on Facebook right. have you had, have you read the email that came in no. about guesting somewhere no and then having someone on been touting us out, mate. Really? Yeah. Oh, good on you. You booking that, are you? <laughs> Probably never going to. I'm guessing I'm <laughs> answering that email, yeah? <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. Yeah? So, okay. there you go. I'm, in on, I'm on holiday, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. yeah. You take it easy, mate, yeah. <laughs> so, have we got enough in? Uh, could, I've, I mean, we could do with another couple. I think, looking at the dates, I've got one for next week. Right. It'd be nice to have some Christmassy ones for December, okay. I think. Christmas questions then, please, guys. I don't care who they come from. If you feel like your question gets asked, answered a lot, because you think, oh, I can't put enough one in, put it in. Yeah. It might be better than someone who's not put one in before. <laughs> okay, so where can people send the questions, mate? They can send them via Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Okay, lovely, lovely, lovely. Right, okay, moving on, mate. Yes, mate. This is the next section. This is the section that we love to call Question, question time. time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time. Question time, time for the question, question time. 
And there we go. So yeah. uh, we got a question in. Well, we have, before we go to that, mate, what? you said, oh, are there any other islands? Oh, yeah. We have one in from Sean, mate. Oh, do we? Yeah, he's, so he's top five. Yeah. No man's Ian Island from The Incredibles. Okay. Might have said that right. Who knows? Uh, Moisco Island from The Ring. Okay. What? Battle Royale Island, Shutter Island, and Alcatraz. Okay. So three out of five, I don't think we'd have. I've been there. Well, Alcatraz. Yeah. I let you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. Uh, it's uh, quite a weird place. Is quite it? Quite a weird place. Yeah, I, t- I assume it's not still in use? No. Okay. Um, a bit barbaric, I think, really, now, mate. Well, I'm sure it was back in the day, but... Yeah, yeah. So there we go, yeah. Tourist spot now, apparently. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Who's it from? What's it about? It's from the lovely Dennis. Is it? Your favourite, apparently, when you said to me after we had uh, turned down the recording. But here we go. He says, what would your top five vehicles you would like to drive, pilot, sail, etc., etc., from any movie? Says you can have any car, submarine, boat, plane, spaceship, or robotic thing, as long as you operate it. Okay. Great question, actually. Is, yeah. I haven't had one from Maze yet. Let's see if she can do a good question. <laughs> right, come on then. Um, <laughs> I believe he answered the question. He did. As well. Okay, so what are we doing then? We doing... One on one on one, shall okay. we? No worries. Who's first? Dennis? Yep. Number five, mate. Great choice from him. Eleanor. The Mustang mm. from Gone in 60, 60 Seconds. Seconds, yeah. I do love them cars. Yeah. They are great. Yeah. Probably be a bit of a. I wouldn't be able to drive it very far around here because no. the petrol's too expensive yeah. and the congestion charge yeah and there we go um, what you got I've got the Caddy Sedan from Green Book what one in big old proper American lumps right I just like to, well, obviously not around here what? but like I went in big long American roads what I'm out the window just chilling would you yeah I mean they ain't got power steering and shit no but I've, I've never given one a go Right. I'm not saying that, oh, that I want to keep it, but he's asked me what one I'd like to drive. I'd like to experience it because there's, okay. there's lots of big old motors out there, aren't there? Okay, there yep. we go. Right, so I've gone a little bit different on this one because okay. I thought I probably would have a bit of a um, like crossover if I didn't. Yeah. So I've gone a bit horror Okay. All right? Yeah. So on my first one is the Happy Toys truck from Maximum Overdrive. Okay. And it is a 1981 Western Star 4800. Okay. With the Goblin on front. It's in Maximum Overdrive. No, but it does ring a bell, mate. Yeah, it's got that big green Goblin on yeah. the face of it. So I'd like, to, I'd like to have a go at driving one of them trucks. Yeah. It looks fucking hard, though, doesn't it? There's a lot yeah. of buttons and shit. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure that I'd uh, get on with it, but um, I'd like to have a go, definitely. Yeah. See, when I was answering this, mate, I was like, oh, I want to try and get one of everything he said. Right. It turns out I don't want to drive a boat. It's dull, isn't it? I mean, speedboat's not, no. Oh, well, what are you doing? You just drive it somewhere and then you drive it back. There's nowhere I mean, really... Most sort of vehicular... Yeah, but at least like a vehicle you can drive to different places. A boat, you just, just don't get boats, mate. But anyway, well, Dennis... You go to one of your fucking islands from last week. Good point, mate. There you go. Good point. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Number four for Dennis, the Iron Man suit. Okay. You've seen Iron Man... Don't pretend that you haven't. I know who he is. I haven't seen the film. Yes, you have. You've seen the Avengers. Yeah, but that ain't a film, though, is it? That ain't his film. No, it's not his film, but he's in it. I've seen him, yeah. I still can't remember really what it did. Well, well, he fucking flies around and shoots guns and shit, doesn't it? Dennis going to pull that off? (laughs) Well, he's a little bit short, so they'll have to get a kid's version. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, mate, for me. I've got the Tumblr from Batman. Okay. Oh, suit yeah, my kind good. of driving that. <laughs> yeah. Throw it around the corner and it goes around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, my next one is the 1941 Chevrolet from Jeepers Creepers. 
Oh, yeah. It's the cab over the engine. A bit stinky, though, isn't it? Yeah, it might be. But, yeah. I mean, you take it down the old uh, Pearson back garage yeah. and they clean it Get for it 20 quid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did think about that, mate. That would have been on my mentions. Right. It, that is a cool-looking motor, right. that. That's in and out. Twenty yeah. inside and out, twenty quid with a tip. That is, yeah, yeah, and they get you free air freshener. That's all that smell, right? Huh? <laughs> mine only lasts a day when I get it from there, but it's mine does stink. stink. <laughs> yeah, number three, mate, it's gone for Airwolf. Okay, was there a film of Airwolf? I, I believe it probably was, but oh. maybe a TV movie. Yeah. Maybe I think okay. it probably does count. There's so many TV ones I wanted. TV would have been easier than movies, right. um, but yeah, Airwolf. Okay, yeah. I mean it's a good helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a great helicopter. I love Airwolf. Um, I've gone for the spaceship from Flight of the Navigator. Okay. It's got animals and stuff in it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Got a little bloke and you can... I'm not look. sure it comes with them. I think mean, you have to bring your own animals. Well, you can go and pick them up, can't you? Yeah, go nice. through the little thing. You look great and you get the... <laughs> a bloke in it who's going, see you later, Navigator, and you're flying around and stuff. Oh, brilliant. Looks great. You get them little steps that come down. I'm okay. on it. There we go. Yeah. My next one. Yeah. Is the P5000 powered workloader from right. Aliens. Okay. Well, that's not good You've probably gone into this question, haven't you? Well, I fear. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, I've just given us all like almost specs of them. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, I've got all the names in them. Almost right? sounds yeah. like you know what you're talking about. But that's quite a cool fucking thing, that. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is a good bit of kit. Yeah, yeah. Dennis for number two, mate, has gone for the Starship Enterprise. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean <laughs> Don't pretend you don't know what that is. From oh, I, know, I know exactly what it is. It's what? like cardboard things and people wibble around oh, on it. No, that was like Blake 7, I oh, think. Right. Wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, no, I can see it, mate. I can see it. Okay. Not sure how drivable that is. I'd never saw a wheel or anything on it. Well, there's a fucking... They've got the navigator and you've got the person who does the engines. All right. So you just do the engines. Okay. And just go in a straight line. <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. you. <laughs> um, so my number two, mate, I've gone for the monster truck out of Zombieland Double Tap. Okay. I did go for the one out of Roadhouse and then I had them both together on two screens. I was right. like, I think I'll further double tap one. Okay. There you go. Good fun. All right. Mm. My next one, I mean, I probably shouldn't have chose this one. Mm. It's Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I would like, would you not like to just have a little look at where it went? Would you not like to? Yeah. The party looked a bit. Yeah. It looked all right, didn't it? it you know what I mean, there's a lot of blood and that, but it would be nice to parties like that. You know, it'd be nice to be so insignificant and be in charge of something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would definitely go yeah. to your head, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all need to go mad every now and yeah. again, don't we? So there yeah. we go. And then for number one, Dennis has gone for the X-wing from Star Trek. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, too easy, mate. Too um, easy. The X-Wings, are, I, I like the TIE Fighter. Okay. The noise of it. I don't know. The like noise of the TIE Fighter. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but okay. it's got a better noise, I think, than the okay. X-Wings. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, my number one, mate. You're going to laugh at me because I've chosen a vehicle from the Twilight series. Right. Right, but it's a Chevy C10 truck and it's beaten to fuck. Right. They're one of them old clattery ones with the flatbed on yeah. and you could come out the convenience store, yeah. chuck your shotgun on it. General store, yeah. Yeah, one of them and you're just driving around. It just looks such a good truck. Right. Like one where you think, oh, I've dented that, I'll go and get the sledgy out and straighten it up a bit. <laughs> like your uh, Swift. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I was, like, I, I was between that and the truck they had in Tremors, but I've gone for a Twilight vehicle. Okay. That, I, I would actually want to keep that. It looks amazing. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Right. Go on in. What's the big finale? The big finale is a 1958 Plymouth Fury Ooh. called Christine. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. So 
be nice to have a car that had your back like that, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the bullies and that. Yeah. That you get. Um, Instead, yeah. you've got one with an app. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could probably self-drive it yeah. and just run some people over. That would be <laughs> ideal, yeah. Rather than a demonised one. So, brilliant. Okay, yeah. so Christine, mate. Christine. Good choice. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, thanks for that. I've got Ecto-1 there as well. As yeah, little. I thought about because I'd like to take that around the corner as quick as they do. Right. Because it looks like it would be a boat and they don't. I'll throw that around some corners. Right. Just to see what it actually drives like. Is, is the Ecto-1 in the new one? Do we know yeah. that yet? Yeah. Is, is the yeah. actual yeah. thing? Yeah, there's... there's they come out the side and stuff, don't they? Oh, Uncover don't it in the bar. I'm trying to avoid the trailers. Yeah, the one that I've saw previously looks shit. With the little marshmallow men, it just looks yeah. shit. Yeah. Of the first two, I was like, oh yay, and then the second one, new. No. Okay, so uh, thank you very much for that, Dennis. Yes, thanks, brilliant Dennis. question. I'm sure we're gonna have some lists in, mate. Yeah, we're gonna have some lists of what people want to drive. Yeah, so send your uh, vehicular lists in. Yeah, is that how it travels to America? Vehicular, yeah, vehicular. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, please let us know what your favourites are. Yes. All right, okay, mm. moving on. Yes, mate. The reason that we're here. It is, mate. We saw a film. It's currently 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, an 18, one hour, 33 minutes, billed as a comedy horror thriller. With a synopsis of a married Hollywood agent receives a mysterious letter for an anonymous sexual encounter and becomes ensnared in a sinister world of lying, infidelity and digital data. $250,000 budget and it's grossed at least a tenner because we bought it. It's directed by Jim Cummins and PJ McCabe. Also written by them, starring Jim Cummins, PJ McCabe, Virginia Newcomb and Jesse Barr. And this was 2021's The Beta Test. Clip. What are we doing here? A couple of weeks ago... I got a letter in the mail inviting me to a no-strings-attached sexual encounter in a hotel room. It's pretty card, looked official, I don't know, I was stupid. I went. What? Dude, this is nuts. I had to wear a blindfold. But the woman... <laughs> I can't even tell you. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, what's going on here? Hold on. Wait, this is really happening? You really did this? In this climate? Nice one. So there we go, mate. Mm -hmm. Well done on that clip. So written and directed by our friend Jim Cummins and PJ McKay, who's also in the film. Mm -hmm. Likes their chemistry, got to yep. be honest. I thought they had a good chemistry, so it's... It's uh, not surprising that they uh, that they wrote it together. Is it the first one that he's co-written out of all of them? I'm not quite sure about The Wolf of Snow. Not 100%, mate. No. Okay. Mm. Thunder Road wasn't, though, was it? No. Nope. It was just him. Yep. Okay, then, mate. So I'm interested in finding out what did you think of 2021's The Beta Test. We've got to say, yeah. sorry if anyone's expecting The Harder They Fall. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I forgot to say that at the, at yeah. the start. We obviously... Uh, Changed our mind. And if you were expecting it, I mean, read the name of the episode you're downloading. <laughs> yeah, but we need to apologise. Yeah. We fucked up. So yeah. there we go. Um, is it beta test or beta test? It's beta. Yeah, I know we'd say that, but right. do we have to say beta at all? No, it's no. beta. Cool. Cheery old commentary, mate, this one, isn't it? On current social and relationship etiquette and its failures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I struggle. I've got to be honest, I've seen it twice. Yeah, me too. Have you? I've yep. watched it twice. Mm -hmm. First time um, I did sort of struggle to work out what I was supposed to be getting from it, mm -hmm. um, which is why I tried again. I've got to be honest, I enjoyed it the second time. Yep. 
Uh, I enjoyed it much more, more the second time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you're not wrong there. The char- I was surprised. The, the main thing for me was I was surprised that he didn't play a likable character. Yep. Um, and it put me off yep. a little bit. Um, I know that he doesn't pretty much in... Is it the Wolf of Snow Hollow? Yeah. Yeah. I know that he doesn't in that. So he's loathsome in this, isn't he? Yep. And it's not that character, obviously, in Thunder Road. It did put me off a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, I desperately want to be positive about this. I don't want to be negative Nancy. Um, but I did have issues with it, mate. Um, and it's probably going to spell the end of ever tempting Jim Cummings to come on and chat to us. Really? Um, I think. Not that, I mean, not he's going to anyway, because we don't exist in his eyes. Uh, but I still think he's great, mate. And I think he's still blow up in a big way. And I, I still loved his acting in this. Yeah. But... It was the characters I struggled with. Right. Okay. Throughout. I mean, you're not. I don't think you're supposed to like them, though, are you? I mean, no. I but they're, they're, I mean, they're in marketing, for God's sake. So, uh, so I don't think you're supposed to like. I, them. I think he's very clever at making a character likable, even if they're an arsehole. Right, yeah. He's uh, like like we said, the Wolf Snow Hollow. Yeah, yeah. The bloke's an arsehole, but he's really, really likable. And I think it stopped short of that throughout. Um, I think even the woman couldn't stand her. I don't think any of the characters in this... I think you need to relate to someone and you need to feel empathy for someone. Right. And I didn't. Okay. I didn't have any feelings towards any of the characters and I don't think there was much of a shift in any of the characters. I think they started out not likeable. I think they carried on being not likeable and I think by the time it ended, I still didn't like them. No, but I mean, surely it was like um, it was like an insight, really, into that world, though, wasn't it? I don't know if it was, but I think it was but, supposed to have likable people in at all. But you got to the end, and it's like almost like you want a bit of retribution and a bit of change, and I don't believe there was real change. Right, okay. I just didn't buy it. Um, like I say, I I've watched it twice as well. I found it a bit manic. Right. Um, which is the part of it I really did enjoy. I like that. I love his. Um, I mean, that's that's the way his world was, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. he had a, he had an ulcer and everything. So yeah, I mean that he's um, like I say. I, I don't. I think it deserves to be seen. I don't think it's a failure. I think he sells Jordan very well. His and line I, delivery is brilliant. It's all. I'd never, ever, ever, ever tire of that. No, it's I'll, comic timing and line delivery yeah. is absolutely super. Um, I, I just think. When he breaks a dialogue to interact with people outside of the conversation, yeah. you can watch it all day, every day, in every film. I think it's amazing. And how he delivers cynicism in a line and shuts people down and just says what we are all thinking, yeah. I just think is amazing. Yeah. And he will do the bit where he says it nicely, but he's being an arsehole, yeah. um, just to sort of test the waters a little bit. And I, I don't know, I just think I didn't get the character and I don't think anything progressed through the film. Right. And I thought it was a bit overambitious at times, but it did have me in his grip. I've got to be honest, I couldn't I couldn't not watch him for want of a double negative. Okay. Um, the opening scene, um, mm-hmm. the uh, the bit that I like was the, the knife when he stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Brilliant. Fucking hell. I was like, what the fuck? It was just so calm, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I was saying to the missus, he's the same as I think during a lot of films with stuff like that, you're used to seeing a tussle and a stabbing is quite dramatic. Yeah. And it was so under dramatic and calm <laughs> that it was like, 
fuck. Yeah, and was... it really was like, you know, did he just yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah. It was mad, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a great opening. It was night. awesome. It was, yeah. The manic side of it, mm-hmm. um, I think, was emphasised by the score. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But I did find it a little bit intrusive yeah. at some points. Now, on the first watch... I was thinking that there was a problem with the sound editing. Yeah. I was thinking that the, the sound was going way over the top. I struggled to hear some dialogue. Yeah. When I watched it the second time, mm-hmm. I realised that it was at the points where everything was getting a bit manic. Yeah. So they were talking, but you didn't necessarily have to hear what they were saying. Okay. Um, there wasn't really any plot points. It was like when the uh, the Chinese or Japanese uh, yeah. turned up early mm-hmm. and he was getting all manic and that about it. You didn't need to hear that conversation, really. No. And that's when, like, the score was going over the top of it. You think it was a conscious decision? Yeah, very that? much so. The second time I watched it, first time I struggled with it. First time yeah. I didn't realise that I wasn't supposed to be hearing everything that clearly. Yeah. It was almost like, in his head... Everything was getting muffled, mm. and there was this like it just it just manic. Okay, makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. and I think the second watch certainly uh, certainly did that for me. Yeah, so I think I think it is a testament to itself though that we've actually both watched it twice mm. because I did get the feeling after the first time because me and the missus stopped. And she was like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "I don't really know." I didn't turn it off and go, "No, nah, not for me." I was mm. just like. It's there's something I need further from that, and I was like, I need to watch it again. And she's like, Can you watch it again so quick? And I was like, Yeah, damn straight. Um, so I watched it the next night, and I, it definitely grew on me. And I definitely, mm. I think going in there knowing that not a lot was going to happen with the characters made me sit back and enjoy them a little bit more. I think it's because we enjoyed the uh, certainly Thunder Road and mm. then the uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, slightly less, I think, didn't we? But we still yeah. enjoyed it a lot. I, I mean, I've watched that, that since again, and yeah. I enjoy it a lot more yeah. now on reflection. I think it was just a case that I was like, I must have missed something because yeah. he's so brilliant, yeah. and I, I must have missed something. There must be something to do with the way I watched it or whatever that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I don't think it's supposed to be as enjoyable as no. those. It's certainly got a deeper message. See, I, I, I think maybe I could have warmed to it more if there was because they they was obviously yeah, Caroline and Jordan and they was in a relationship which I never believed and I know he was the arsehole but I never really got the feeling that she was that in love with him which does come out at the mm-hmm, end mm-hmm. Um, and it almost felt to me like they was never actually together right. and even towards the end I didn't get the feeling they was happy this is almost like a like I say it's a commentary on social um, relationship etiquette and how uh, people are enabled to cheat on each other and for all these different things and how we lie and we go behind people's backs and etc etc but I almost think it was a commentary on their terrible relationship whereas actually if you don't want to be with someone you're not happy with someone don't fucking be with them yeah but I think also it comes out later on that um, he wasn't being himself was he he was being this person that he needed to be to sort of get through his job and everything. She, I believe that she was in love with him, just not this version of him. Yeah, which yeah, which I get, but I think we could have done with five minutes at the beginning where they were happy together right. and we saw a change in him. You saw a little bit of flashbacks in that though, didn't you? Like flashbacks and sort of stuff where he was sort of, it looked like they were 
happy at points. Yeah, I, I just don't think there was enough for me. I mean, I, I, I never got the appeal, the feeling that their relationship was that healthy and good and worth saving. Um, I think they both needed to be better people at the start, um, lured away, and then head back into that happiness of wanting to be together. Okay. It's, it almost felt like a convenience. Okay. I liked the way that the conspiracy sort of started eating away at him. Yeah. And, and it sort of drove him to drink again. And yeah, then you yeah. saw him smoking. And then when he started vaping and hiding his vape. It was when he went, um, where's that thing that we don't do anymore that's in the under drawer? <laughs> yeah, and it was just a vape. Not what you think. I know. And it, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. And I think that he played that secretive sort of person who's sort of slipping into this fucking manic persona mm. really, really well. Yeah. And it was just like his face when he was looking around, when he was sort of hiding the vape in the car, arch yeah. of the car and stuff, and going to have it. It's just something about him. I mean, if, if this film had been anyone else, I don't think I'd have liked it at all, mm. because I, I obviously we struggled a little bit, but just because there's certain bits of it, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? It, I just love him. I do love yeah. him. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I think it's cleverly written. I like the way his character learns from scene to scene. You had the scene where he had gone, I can't exactly remember what scene it was, but he had gone somewhere and I was like, well, are you a cop? And he was like, no, um, yeah, I am. Yeah. But then in the next scene, when he went to the envelope people, he was like, I am a cop yeah. and I'm undercover and I'm all like this. So he was actually evolving as a person to lie further because he was very good at lying and putting over something that he wasn't yeah. um and he had thought thought to himself okay i'll go in as a cop the next time yeah um and he was trying to force them to get this johnny paypal's detail <laughs> paypal's best fucking name ever i'm <laughs> yeah. changing my but it was that point when she said oh it's johnny paypal and he's just looking at him in disbelief going well that's not a real name is it <laughs> And it's that filter he hasn't got on them characters. And I just love that. I love his delivery and his right. I don't know whether he's probably better at writing his own character yeah. than other people's. Because you've got Thunder Road, which obviously goes around him a lot. I mean, Wolf of Snow Hollow was written beautifully anyway in different parts. Yeah. But he seems to know himself very well um, and how he can deliver those lines. And yeah. he definitely gets the bulk share of the great lines. Um, one of my favourite scenes, which was something that I could certainly imagine me doing, was the cooking lesson. Yeah. And he just fucking, <laughs> not the flock with his stupid hat on. That's just like, uh, I could just imagine me doing that. I fully relate to that scene. Just what, I'm making saying. everyone else totally uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I just like, just losing the plot and going, look, I'm fucking not doing it. I've got a silly hat on, I'm not doing yeah. it. I've done it many a times, but uh, I just fully relate to that. A lot of film for the money. Yeah. 250 grand. He, he can... Saying that, I mean, he chose the location, so yeah. obviously um, it's probably just a case of renting an office space and having a house, etc. But unless you look at it yeah. from sort of our point of view, where mm. we're sort of looking at it uh, from the, the podcast point of view, if you were just watching it and you weren't trying to write notes and all that yeah. stuff like that, I don't, I don't think you'd notice it from not at all. A, a much more expensive no, film. Not at all. I think he obviously saves a lot of money by doing near enough everything himself yeah, yeah. i'm surprised if he wasn't electrical grip and holding the thing <laughs> and everything to catering because yeah. he loves to get involved in it. he he certainly oversees the whole project doesn't he yeah yeah um, and he knows how to make this why i think he is going to blow up and he is going to be big because i think I, i'm not sure what his biggest budget film is now but you give him plenty of money he will get you your money's worth mm. yeah definitely definitely 
did you get the fact that he, I mean, it's billed as a comedy horror thriller. For me, it was a mystery. Yeah, I mean, it was. It There's was certainly a, comedy in it. There was comedy, I, dark it, comedy. But I think it comes from his line delivery rather than the script. Yeah. I think he's the comedy in it. I don't know. I, I just felt it was more of a mystery film. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think then that the character was based a bit on Patrick Bateman? I mean, it had that American Psycho vibe about him. Yeah, I mean, it's cardboard cutout version. <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, I think we all know that there are occupations where you do have to be that, where you are constantly mm. lying to people or constantly bending the truth. Yeah, um, feels it, like my last six months, mate. Does it? Yeah, COVID, <laughs> Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but like I say, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the. Um, the speech from the Japanese man, did mm -hmm. he say? Yeah. When he basically explained to him that sort of like, you will get your comeuppance and all that and we don't need people like you to book flights and stall that and put him in his place. After he just spent 10 grand on this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. horrible <laughs> painting. And the company credit yeah. card. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, listen, any, any time that you get these sort of characters, they're always going to probably be... Um, described as Patrick Bateman, didn't they? Yeah. Because they did such a good job of showing that sort of character yeah. in American Psycho. I wonder if as well whether, just, I'm not sure whether this travels particularly well towards us. Right. Um, because okay. it is quite, I mean, we're not that metropolitan, are we? But I suppose if you was in a, a city and you were dealing with these slimy arseholes every mm. day, perhaps you Perhaps I could relate to the character a little bit more because I would go out of my way not to go near him. <laughs> if I met him once, I would never, ever see him again. Yeah, but I suppose yeah. when you're in a world where you are submersed in people like that, every other person is one of those. I suppose perhaps it will travel a little bit better around the bigger cities. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to go and find out. No, no. <laughs> Another one of my favourite scenes was when he recognises the girl. Yeah. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. That was very uncomfortable, wasn't it? Very uncomfortable. Yep. But, but Again, yeah. it's that lack of filter when he's talking, isn't yeah, it? Where actually yeah. I've got to find this out now. And then the investigation, his investigation starts to come to a bit of fruition. Yeah. He gets the name. The hammer attack was quite funny when he was... Uh, I, I, he, he come across quite sinister when he was sneaking in with a mask on, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. And uh, he did give him a few hits, but um, it sort of like got the tables turned on him. I mean, when he come out, I, d I did like the guy laying on the floor celebrating in his face that he was now rich, but acknowledging that he hurt quite a lot as well. <laughs> and he's getting the bottle of champagne. Yeah, it was quite good. And then, I mean, we get the, the end bit, the breakdown, the redemption at the end where he gets caught in the car park. What a scene. It was great, wasn't it? What a scene. That's like, that reminded me a lot of the start of Thunder Road. Yeah. yeah. And it was great, wasn't he, it? He does those manic, the dialogue in it was perfect. Yeah, brilliant um, dialogue. The way... He never actually set light to what he was doing, but he's going through this psychotic episode. He's losing his shit, and he just looks up, and she's there. Yeah. And then you've got him trying to suss her out because obviously she's had one of the letters. Um, and then which he doesn't, he, he hadn't tweaked that. Yet, no, had he? no, no. But he was sort of. You can see him trying to. We well, wanted to lie. Yeah. And then he decided not to. Yeah. And then he sort of decided to. And then you get those funny lines where he said, "I might have committed mail fraud and stuff like that." <laughs> And then the funniest one that actually sort of made Jill um, laugh quite a bit was the line where he said, and I know that you're only thinking, have I read the email about the wedding card? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just fucking that, that, like, what was it, like a couple of minutes? Yeah. Two, three minutes, but it was just the, the perfect tying all the ends up at the it end, was watching just, him. 
just melt down. His brilliant. face trying to size her up when she goes, I forgive you. And he's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. What? And then he just obviously clicks. That yeah. He's done exactly the same. Yeah. But that, yeah, that bit was the Jim Cummings bit of the film. Yeah. And it was done. It was what a way to end it, though. Yeah. I know we've, we've still got one more scene after that, but what a way to go out on a high. Yeah. Brilliant opening scene. Yeah. Fantastic end scene. Yeah, it was. And um, then, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, it just moves on. To I'm the end. sorry, mate. There's no way Amber was interested in me at the end. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, he's quite a fit guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know. Well, I don't know, I don't know, but there we go. Um, So, I mean, I ain't got a lot more to say about it. No. No, I find it a very difficult film to explain. It is a very difficult film to explain because not really, I mean, it's it's not a huge basis to it, is there? The letters go out, you get a chance to sleep with someone without them knowing, and then the little trick comes in that it turns out, I think it portrays society in quite a bad light that there are that many people who would do that. Yeah, I mean, we've sort of forgot to mention that there's like a lot of sort of intertwined bits. Mm. Um, so Lots of people getting killed as well. There's a lot of people getting killed, but yeah. when you sort of look, a lot of them linked, aren't they? So you've, yeah. got the, you've got the Japanese guy or whatever, and then yeah. you've got the black guy, the one that poisoned, his wife poisons him, yeah. and, and yeah, and there's a lot of those little sort of... Through a vape as well. Yeah, yeah. My missus did say, I wonder what she's got in that. <laughs> did she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... So, yeah, it's uh, you get those little intertwined yeah. bits. So you're right, probably was a little bit of a mystery. You sort of like put it together, yeah. although it does sort of show you um, the path. It doesn't leave you to guess those bits, does it? It no. does actually give yeah. you the flashback of the black guy with the, with the Japanese guy and that. So. Yeah, but I do, I do think this is one I will revisit. Um, yeah, and I'm I think I, now, so. yeah, I think I just need a bit of a break thinking about it. It has helped talking it out mm. because I was trying to talk it out with the missus. She wasn't that enamoured with it overall she was like oh no it was alright it was alright right. but she didn't want to watch it again and she didn't really want a lot of deep discussion about it so it's nice to chat it mate right. nice to chat it out. okay alright then have you got a score on it I haven't what I've not written one down have you uh, let me have a think mate you do your score and I'll have a think I've got 73 73 yeah I mean I'm going to say it mm. I love it which is his line from the film yeah. but it's not as much as Thunder Road okay I think that's a fair score mate can I match her if you want, yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to match. I think that's a fair score. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I did like the way he was going. I love it. That was his little, uh, yeah. his little thing, wasn't it? So yeah, it was good. Good. What's anything else for Jim Cummings? Oh, 98. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Just the end bit. He's, he's great, great guy. Great. But yeah, 73 is all round for that one, mate. Okay, there we go. I remember what I watched last week. I went, yeah, I watched something. Can't remember. I finally sat down and watched the whole of Fighting with My Family. Oh right, okay. 77. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I don't know why I've never finished it, well, but I did. Fucking Florence, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why. Yeah, I was, was thought, oh, actually, I could sit down and watch it after all. Watch Free Guy, mate. Oh, right. It's actually all right. Oh, right, okay. I actually quite enjoyed it. I got 70 on it. Yeah? Yeah, it was, have you seen it? Yeah. It was all right. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Miss Congeniality, she put on as well. I had to sit down and watch yes. that thing again. Oh. 65. Really? Yep. Yeah. I think that's quite a fair score for that, mate. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then no films with Little and she's decided she wants to start watching Stranger Things. So we're on like oh, episode right. eight of that now. Okay, there's a new mm. one coming out, isn't it? It is. There we go. Yeah. I did actually watch something last week. You yeah. know, I said that I hadn't watched nothing. Mm-hmm. I remembered I did. Yeah. I watched Hustlers again. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I don't know what I scored Why? it. It's just on. Okay. But I don't know what I scored it when I originally I can't remember. It. I've got 60 on it now. Okay. Um, quite 
enjoyed watching it at the time. Yeah. Even though I didn't think it was a fantastic film, I still yeah. quite enjoyed it. I remember you semi liking it. I just couldn't imagine you going back to rewatch no, it. It was on, mate. It yeah. was on. So I watched a film called Gully. Okay. Which is a bit of a weird film. Quite, it's all quite violent. That I've not really a lot to say about that. I've got fifty-two on it. It filled okay. the hole. And then I saw Red Notice. <sighs> yeah, it uh, it was as I expected. Yeah. It was The Rock. It was Ryan Reynolds doing exactly the same thing as he's doing in Free Guy, yeah. and Jungle Cruise, and all yeah. that. So um, I couldn't really, I can't really give it. I bet Jill loved it, though, didn't you? I think she liked it. I didn't really ask. A bit of Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I think I think she's going off him a little bit. You I think? think it's getting a bit samey. Yeah, oh, I think no. quite a few people are. I'm going to give it like 50, 51, something yeah. like that. Okay. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. Oh. Uh, so it was just something to watch. Because yeah. as we said before, it's Netflix. Yeah. And it's quite cheap, isn't it? Yeah. So there we go. Okay. That's me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Yes, mate. This is the next section. This is the section we have to call homework. There we go. So this is the section where we give each other films that we love and the other one hasn't seen in the hope of uncovering hidden gems. What did you give me, mate? Gave you a film, mate. It's currently 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, 1 hour, 35 minutes build as a drama romance with a synopsis of Sam and Tusker are travelling across England in their old RV to visit friends, family and places from their past. Since Tusker was diagnosed with dementia two years ago, their time together is the most important thing they have. Starring Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci and Pippa Haywood with a gross of 3.4 million 2020s supernova. It was, mate, it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not really uh, anything sort of fun in this section this week, is it? New. It's quite a morose couple of films that we've chosen so i like the backdrop yeah. of it being a road trip i did i've, I've been there it's keswick yeah. went there recently oh yeah, like nice. this year yeah yeah it's nice very nice um and i like the insight into their type of relationship with a little mm. bit of banter yeah uh, as they were going it toys with the idea of colin firth having problems of his own uh-huh. and issues of his own which i quite liked it wasn't all focused on stanley tucci um i got I did get the impression that colin firth was less comfortable playing a gay man some okay. reason at some point tusker was a writer and i yep. think we've agreed that that sort of adds impact doesn't it we had that on what was the other one the uh the oh still alice still alice yeah mm. so we had that on there so i think that that added a bit of impact and um the tape making as well i thought that was quite a poignant mm. uh, scene well we've obviously watched some films haven't we about yep. alzheimer's and the father i really did like the one thing that i sort of struggled a little bit with on this is that during the film, he never had many visible episodes mm-hmm. that showed me that he was at a point that justified the ending. Okay. So, obviously, with the father, we obviously got some very, very hardcore um, look into yep. Alzheimer's. And with Still Alice, I thought, with this, we obviously got the bit where he wanders off with the dog. Yeah. And then we got bits like where he couldn't do his shirt up and stuff. But I just got the impression that the film was showing us either not everything mm-hmm. or the fact that it was obviously quite an early stage. Yeah. And I found it difficult to justify the 
emotion of the ending mm-hmm. because I didn't get the impression that he was that far. I, I thought there was enough of him left yeah. to, to not have that. Okay. If, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. The table speech, is that where you cried? Did you cry on that bit? Uh, three times, I think, was for it? this one, I'm yeah. Gone, we'll get to that in a minute and find out where it was. Yeah, it was. The score, I thought, was quite haunting in places. Mm-hmm. There was one point where they were doing beautiful scenery and a very haunting dark morose and the yeah. contrast of it was great the filmmaking in it was was excellent yeah. did you um, like the actual rv itself the base of much of the film um yeah i mean we all like an rv mate yeah. obviously i mean um i don't like being in them for much more than about two weeks you know yeah. what i mean it gets a little bit cramped and then i thought it was fairly fun un- undertone yeah up until the point they got to the house and obviously the mood changed completely uh-huh. so even though it was quite a strong subject about a horrible illness i still found it quite jovial and yeah. fun there were still some very very nice moments and then obviously yeah the mood changed really really heavily um uh, when he listened to the tape and then when they got to the house i think that stanley tucci plays um a sad man extremely well mm. um he, he, he certainly when he wants to look sad he's he another very sad. versatile actor isn't he? he is i mean we, we you spoke about an acting masterclass, mm-hmm. and it was. Yeah. I mean, in every way, shape, or form, I thought everyone was absolutely brilliant. And the ending bit, um, which I suppose we will uh, spoil, where he says that he wants to kill himself, we we were split, and we had a conversation about it. So I thought he was wrong yeah. in what I'd seen in the film. I didn't think he was at a point where he should be doing it, mm-hmm. and Jill agreed. Um, with him mm-hmm. that's, that's what she would do okay um so um so yeah so it certainly did give us some conversation and some some sort of poignant discussion yeah see i think i've had a bit of a charmed life to a point that i've not really experienced it much um both my granddad's had i mean my granddad who passed away last year he had it but not to a major major extent and my other granddad had onset so i've not really been around someone who's suffered from it i suppose that's a lucky thing mm. i suppose my opinion would change if i was immersed in the subject a bit more mm. i found it incredibly sad on the ending for both of them right i mean um, don't get me wrong i mean everyone makes their own decision mm-hmm. it's just that i as a film watcher didn't think that um the film showed me enough to warrant the end I and, suppose the, and the emotional attachment to the end. We yeah. all know that I struggle with it anyway, but it was like he did not seem like the correct choice yeah. for me. Yeah. It might have been six months down the line or whatever. I know that certain people would prefer to do it before they start. So perhaps, it, perhaps it's fear of reaching a point where you can't do it. I mean, for me, if it got to the point where like I was like, regularly not being able to button my shirt up mm. and all that i think i would find the fun in it if you mm. know what i mean I, I know you can't because you're forgetting yeah. but when i because i've got no attachment to it i'd be thinking oh i said to jill but imagine the situations that we'd get in yeah. if something like that happened to me and i was wandering off and all that looking at it from outside i would find that funny if i wandered off yeah However, it obviously wouldn't be. No. So I can't, for some reason, I can't attach to the severity of it. Yeah. Because I'm always looking for the comedy of it. Yeah. It's a very weird way of looking. 
I think I still... Okay, I get it. It's that pretty sense of humour, isn't it? Yes, um, I, yeah. And I'm trying to look for it from the outside thinking, no, that would not... That that would be funny if Jill found me half-naked running across down the ice street or something. Wouldn't be the first know. time, mate. <laughs> wouldn't be, no, but there'd be less alcohol involved. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, so th this is the way that I see it. Weirdly, in my brain, I can't, yeah. I can't sort of see the severity of it. Yeah, I, sp I suppose it relates back to like still Alice. I think because she, she tried to, didn't she? But she had to keep reminding herself because she kept forgetting that she was actually going to yeah. kill herself. Yeah. And then it all went a bit wrong because she couldn't actually do it, yeah. or, or she messed it up. Um, so I suppose it's fear of losing the person you are, isn't it? And being a burden. It, it's a real difficult. Real difficult decision. I don't think anyone could be right or wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, mm. again, when I think about it, would it be funny if Jill had to wipe my ass? Probably. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Reverse that situation. Go, <laughs> just leave it. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is I can't see it from the point of view of that I'm, I'm always looking for the law. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be funny. And it's the wrong thing to do. Mm. But it's obviously the way that I'm wired in, yeah. um, which doesn't allow me to, to, no, to, get to it, see the emotional bit it. of it. That that's mm -hmm. how my brain works. So, sixty-seven. Fair dues. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, it lacks impact. Uh, the impact that the father had. Mm -hmm. Um. I got that a bit more. Yeah. Um. But uh, the, the acting's superb. Also, yeah. I'd I'd have it in the eighties. I'm sure you would. Mm. Okay then, mate. Mm. So I gave you a 2015 film directed by Martin Zanvliet, starring Roland Muller and Mikkel Folsgaard. Running time of 90 minutes, budget of $5.4 million, box office of $3.1 million, 7.8 on IMDb, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. With a synopsis of a group of young German soldiers in Danish captivity are given the task of clearing the North Sea beach of deadly Nazi anti-personnel mines whilst working under a mysterious and duplicitous Danish commander. I gave you 2015 Land of Mine. You did, mate. I did. You did. I learned a lot. Yeah. I did learn a lot, mate. Um, I wasn't huge on history at school. No. Um, I fucking hated it. Um, bad history teaching, bad syllabus. Timelines, timelines, timelines. Just it was just learning timelines rather than about it. Um, so I certainly enjoyed it from that aspect. I felt like I've, I've actually learned something about our history. Um, and there is a lot of pretty bad history in the world, and I think this is right up there with shit that's gone on. Mm. Um, but it was one of them weird situations where I can understand the hatred and the anger everyone was feeling at the time. Um, so it's easy to judge it from standing back and going, well, actually, you shouldn't really do stuff like that. But we've just come out of a war. Everyone does hate each other, and they're thinking, well, rather you than my family. And I think it did a good job at showing the effects and equal atrocities created by their actions from both sides. Um, I thought that was quite good. I mean, I don't know if you chose this on purpose, but we did have Remembrance Sunday as well, obviously. <laughs> I doubt you did. Um <laughs> And it, it's a weird one to put on balance about who was right and who was wrong. I think we can agree that everyone, probably, when it comes to a situation like this, mm. um, it was a weird one. Um, I like the fact it was slower paced than other war films I've seen. Um, I suppose as the war was technically over, mm -hmm. we didn't have any high anxiety battles um, but there was some certainly high anxiety scenes at uh -huh. points. Um, the practice scene, especially, 
um, you knew it was coming. Yeah. And it probably came two or three after I expected it to come. <laughs> uh, but it did come. Yeah. Um, and they set that up very well into you thinking, oh, here we go, it's him. Mm. Oh, no, he's out. And I think the numbers and the statistics quoted in it were quite horrendous. And that was probably as hard hitting as some of the filming yeah. when it's just black and white and says 2000 went and half of them died. Mm. You sort of think, shit, mm. it was not good odds. The, just like the amount of mines and the amount of deaths and the treatment of the essentially school aged children. Mm. Um, it is apparently a little bit up in the air about whether they really were or whether they was a bit older. I mean, yeah. It's not I mean, years. Did it, does it say how old they are? No, I um, does, but it? I think... They just used baby face people. In theory, they yeah. could have been... Well, I mean, remember, we had we had kids in war, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, but there is talk about how entirely accurate mm. historically this film is, mm. and there is talk that they probably would have been a bit older. And actually, in real life, apparently, the missions were controlled by British forces right. um, and had German officers in charge of each team. Right. But, I, th I mean, the basis is still there. I did struggle a little bit with the softening of the sergeant. I found it came too quickly right. and too abruptly. He was a complete arsehole. Then he softened. Then he went a bit arsey. The dog scene wasn't a fan, mate. <laughs> wasn't a fan, I'll be honest with you. Um, but I did think it was beautifully filmed and brought together. And it was very, very powerful to watch. I think we can agree, mate. It's probably a good idea not to have another war. I, I think if we all just agree on that now, shake hands, pinky promise, Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. It's, it's changed a bit now, though, isn't it, where a lot of it is done from afar. Mm. We have drones and we have, like, and, and a lot of it sort of is done at a distance. A lot of people still die, mate. I don't think no, it's No, I know, that, I get it. But, I mean you, you could, I mean, you could have a majority of it. What I'm saying is it's it's highly unlikely you'll end up with Two million mines yeah. in Denmark. Again, yeah, I mean, it's shocking, shocking amount. And when they're pulling them all out, um, I think I watched this Sunday night, and I think I'd had the two minute silence during the Sunday, and that leaves you a little bit pensive anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think after watching this, I just was a bit thoughtful Sunday night about the whole thing, um, and it certainly did make me think, mate. And I got seventy seven. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just found it. Yeah. It just came up, and I thought, oh, that's that sounds all right, and I watched it. I couldn't stop watching it. Yep. Um, there was the one scene where they were putting all the mines in the cart. <sighs> it's just fucking... I, I actually did actually see that coming. Yep. Um, I thought that was going to happen, but uh, a lot Four of out of the one. 14. Yeah, I like, the, uh, I like some of the other bits as well, like yeah, the double-clicked ones and that. Yeah, man. yeah, that was when they was just like always one on top of each other. There, there was lots of bits in there that kept you on edge with them. Yeah, um, it got quite tense at certain points, mm, didn't it? You never knew when. Yeah. Just felt, I know they couldn't hang out at the end, and I thought the end scene was just a little bit rushed. Oh, it's a 92 minute film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. but it was a lovely film to watch in a weird way. Okay, mm. all right. So, what you got for me next week, mate? Got you a film, mate. Currently 8.1 out of 10 on IMGb. It's a 12A, one hour, 51 minutes, billed as a drama music. And with a synopsis of, as a child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and her fear of abandoning her parents. Starring Amelia Jones, Marley Matlin, Troy Kutzer, Daniel Durant, $10 million budget, grossing $1 million in the cinemas plus subscription costs on Apple. This was 2021's Coda.
Right. A beautiful film. Is it? Beautiful. Okay. Anything under 88, I will not accept. I mean, 88. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen, is it, for New. me? Well, it might do. You, you never, never know. know. Do you know? No. I haven't seen it yet, so you never know. So I'm going to give you a 2004 film directed by Wes Anderson, starring Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Kate Blanchett, Angelica Houston, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Michael Gambon and Bud Court. Running time of 118 minutes, $50 million budget, taking $34.8 million at the box office, 7.3 on IMDb, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of, while working on a documentary, Steve Zissou's partner gets killed under mysterious circumstances by a shark. Steve and his crew set off on an expedition to hunt it down. A box office flop, but now a cult classic. 2004's The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. I knew it was coming at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I mean, like I say, a um, bit of Wes Anderson, yeah. isn't it? So uh, you don't mind a bit of Wes Anderson? No, I like a bit of Wes Anderson. In fairness, mate, it's a fair old cast. It is, yeah. yeah. This is Bill Murray with his mm. bobble hat on. Okay. This is from the T-shirt. From the T-shirt, yeah. I wonder what he'd look like now if you wore that. Whether he'd look a bit more like Bill Murray. No. Less like Slimer. It's massive, that T-shirt. So, yeah. So, okay then, mate. So there we go. So next week's mate. Yeah. What happened in the poll? Didn't go well, mate. No. Didn't suck it. Our buttercup it came back with, <laughs> mate. So we're doing home sweet home alone. Terrific. Thanks I mean, everyone. It's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Christmas lights it's up. It's not though, is it? Well, someone's got Christmas fucking lights up outside yeah. their house and my estate, so it's Christmas. Okay. So there we go. Right. So uh, we'll just, let's give it a go. Yeah. See I'll go happens. on Easter egg in the cupboard. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> okay. So then, mate, do you want to reiterate how people can get us on social media? Absolutely. They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Okay. And please do. So yes. uh, next week we've got a bit of a late record, haven't we? So I'm um, not. Have don't we? Get, don't get back till the Friday. Oh, do yeah. Yeah. Not late at night. I was singing blimey. I can't stand no, me late. No, no. And then we've got some special news about Ooh, the week after yeah. episodes and what we're doing there. So. Yeah. Uh, there we go. It's exciting, isn't fun, it? Wasn't it? Hey. Yeah. So, uh, okay then, mate. Yeah. Right, so, sorry I'm leaving you. Yeah, so, right, enjoy your holly bobs, mate. You deserve do, it. I will do, mate. Yeah. So, do you want to say goodbye then, Mark? Goodbye then, Mark. See you later, everybody. See you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Right, I'll walk you through this. Right, you ready? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mate, I keep walking into places and I keep shouting at cans of adhesive. Apparently I'm gluten intolerant. Cans of adhesive. No, no, I get it. Gluten intolerant. I'm just trying to find the fucking joke in it. The punchline. It's a pun. Just give me a minute. Oh yeah, there we go. (laughs) Have a good holiday. No, go on. No, four points here, mate. What's that feel? What was that noise? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I'd got it on that. I should have said. I should have guessed. Uh, Here we go. Don't know about you, mate. Fucked it, didn't I?